0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome along to the Rangers Rabble Podcast your weekly pod, or some people call it the flagship pod, whatever, it's a weekly podcast. Uh, I'm Martin and I'm joined by Scott, Scott and Wally. Evening, gents, how are we? Hi, good,
2: I'm, I'm just checking the analytics on the YouTube page. So. <laughs> I'm looking through this
0: call, eight, eight who, thing, who, I think, because I've got a bit to...
1: That's, That's totally unprofessional, guys. Come I'm on, glad you're you all focused on everything apart from the pod. <laughs> which one's scott and which one's scott well i'm going to call him care but i just thought i'd start with your your christian name
0: you gave him a sunday name Yes. Sunday name.
1: is that all right <laughs>
3: i think it's first name now isn't it given name, <laughs> name. yeah it's my given name um, h-
1: hello welcome everybody watching hello everybody in the comments um we're only on youtube tonight so if you would please like and subscribe and that would be very much appreciated. Um, We're going to have a wee quick chat about the Club 1872 statement and Rangers statement, and then we're just going to get into a chat about the season and about Europe. If there's any questions, anything you might want us to discuss as well, get them in the comments. And I'm pretty sure I've got about five minutes left on the internet, and then Wally Irwin's going to take over anyway. But Excuse me, there you go. Um, Wally, um, statements from both Club 1872 and Rangers, starting with the Club 1872 one it was is it fair to say quite a scathing attack on rangers on the board i should say
2: yeah look i think what we've come to expect for 1872 is that there's just sporadic statements you know like sort of today comes out of nowhere and it felt like a sort of personal attack personally um on certain members who clearly um aren't particularly well thought of by some people within club 1872 I've never had any dealings with them personally, and I think it's unlikely I ever will, but I don't know if it's really the right time to be having a pop at the club, you know, to be honest. There's a lot going on as it is without, you know, them having to kind of throw their worth in, and it kind of feels a bit hollow, you know, the way they've come out. Obviously, a lot of people are pointing towards Dave King because he obviously seems to have some type of say in what's coming out now from them, and... You know, Dave King obviously not that long ago said he wanted to be back on the board again and things like that. So, yeah, it all feels a little bit petty to be completely honest with you, but it seems to be the way of the world right now. We we kind of fan groups and Club 1872 and the club. Hopefully, it can all get resolved at some point in the not too distant future.
1: Well, yeah, uh, you don't want any argy bargy in the background, especially when uh, it's it's the club care. Um, um, you, you know me with these you know, Club 1872, shares, I don't know anything, right? Everybody knows I don't know anything when it comes to that. But are Club 1872 writing what they're doing? Because I have a point to uh, heart and hand earlier, um, David Edgar pretty much came out and says that Club 1872 have been missing for however long. Um, yes. So what, were they writing what they've done? Or is this more of a kind of get their name back out there their publicity stunt type thing?
0: something if you read the statement so many stuff in our statements they've made they've made some good points to be honest with you but i think it's more a personal thing between members of the club 1872 and then just borders obviously frictions and obviously they don't like each other uh, they mentioned it even just mentioned ex-employees so obviously that's people who used to maybe sitting on the board that's went to club 1872 and Colby Deans, I mentioned a few people on the Rangers board at the moment, so there's personal issues here. Obviously, I don't like each other. The fans are the ones that's going to be brought in here, aren't we? Because we're kind of the last to know things and but always the first to pay money. We're not the, we're not the fault with the shares of the money. It's just the way things work. But it's a wrong time to come out with all this stuff. But I think it was bubbling above the surface. And I think I think that's Australia friendly is just kind of hit anyone ahead and this is why it's all come out and I think it may get worse before it gets better
1: worse before it gets better, Scotty uh,
3: <clears throat> do you know what I've got so many thoughts about 1872, I probably should bite my tongue a little bit but uh really, that statement and I've just read it really quickly it comes across as I don't like some, some members of the board here's a reason I can Release a statement, whilst can I add? And we know that Club 1872 want to get onto the board, but they've actually done did squat to actually demonstrate that they're capable of being on the board of a football club. And this just kind of highlights that, regardless of whether the current incumbents of or the custodians on the border range are fit for purpose, I don't see the Club to have a representative that's actually going to be any better or actually add anything apart from controversy. Now, what I've understood at Club 1872, they've got their own problems anyway, which really need resolving, which haven't been resolved. Um, as a fan group, rather than uh, either a fan group or an institution, they've got to decide which. But as a fan group, they're a bit late to the party. I mean... As soon as the australia friendly the nfts anything that they mentioned came out particularly the nfts that's a real bugbear of mine because that i find that completely unethical they should be right on it but it just seems like what else can i add what else can i add and then targeting individual members and it it just stinks
1: i know that they pretty much wally had a go at everybody from fan media which i can only assume is what would you say? Heart in hand, four lads mm. getting information before other people. They went after pretty Stuart Robertson. You know, pretty much everybody that you know, Dave King doesn't like.
2: Yeah, look, it was clear that there was certain people who obviously weren't named per se, but you could probably put two and two together and work out who it was. Um, I think it's disappointing. You know, I I just feel as though we're at a crucial point of the season right now. You know. We're in the semi finals of the cup. We're right on the cusp. You know, we're sitting in the second position in the league. We've got a huge old firm game coming up. We yeah. are still in the quarter-finals of the Europa League. It just it's it's crazy, crazy timing from people who are supposed to have, you know, the club at heart. It does they kind of feel that way when they make such comments, and I think that's really disappointing. Um for me, I just feel like the club had to react. And they did. Well, the statement is enough, is open to debate. Some people maybe took it the wrong way. To me, I took it as it was an attack on Club 1872. It, it wasn't at supporters or anybody else. It was just purely back at them. Um, and I think for me, that's the biggest disappointment, you know.
1: Martin, you in- I'm trying to press buttons on a on a laptop. To get it. <laughs> um, yeah, the Rangers statement. I don't know. I've only read it. I've only read both statements once, so I could I could be completely wrong here. But to me, that did seem as as if they were having a go at just your, your ordinary supporter. You know, the ones that were maybe at Dundee on Sunday um, and the Union Bears, basically. I
0: think to me that is your. It might not have been, but I thought it did. But I think the Rangers statement was rushed. I don't think it's a great statement and. Like I said, I think it's just personalities clashing like each other. One wants power, one's not got power and they want back in. The, the, the club, do you think they do have any shares? Is it 5% they've got?
1: Shares, they, in the club. I, I honestly don't know. I
2: think it's a very small percentage and at the end of the day, it's never going to be enough for them to actually do any real damage to the football club, if you know what I mean. But because they've got a certain percentage, and because obviously there is still money trickling in from supporters to it, they obviously felt a necessity to speak, whether that's because Dave King has told them to or because certain other parties I mean, I noticed somebody be saying, Chris Graham today, I've not heard heard, heard about Chris Graham for a long time you know, Um, I couldn't tell you who exactly is all, you know, part of Club 1872 now, it's been that long since I really took any care in it Um, but I think for now test
0: Drinking hey, the statement for Rangers, a giant, the joint statement <laughs> for Club pub 1872 touched on every Rangers, but because they responded quite quickly with a statement which looked like it
2: was written very quick. Mm. Yeah, well I think the problem you've got, right, is that Rangers obviously had to react, right? So it felt like either of it's been somebody on the board or it's been David Graham or or whoever. Has obviously felt, OK, like we can't really accept that because it's an attack on the football club and certain members of the board. So, Rangers have always come out and also released this statement. Whether a club of our size should feel the need to release a statement on that particular issue is open to debate yet again. Um, I'm kind of 50-50 on it. I get why they did it, but I get why a lot of people are saying maybe we should just move on and just leave them to it because how many people actually care about what Club 1872 have got to say now anyway?
1: Well, that is the question, Scotty. How much you know of an influence the club, club eighteen seventy two, have now? Um, it would appear, obviously, that you know the, the aim a- getting shares has just failed. Um, it's
3: not really failed. I think it's been a success, but I don't think it's been a success. Uh, in terms of getting to that level of ownership that we're after, but that's because i don't think that people actually trust club 1872 in the first place mm. um and personally speaking i wouldn't want them anywhere near the football club i think it's a great idea that a fan group has large shares in the club and by all means that's club 1872 but on the flip side i don't want that look at them they're an absolute shit show and they they don't represent the majority view of the fans. They represent themselves at board level. And yeah, I I frankly don't trust them. Um, Not because I think they're after something, I just think they're self-serving rather than serving for the fans. And that's the problem that we've got when we've got, uh, when we want custodians of our football club, because that's what it's all about. and every statement that they release or any action that they do kind of lends to towards the affirmation of that thought
1: Have, have they used this time? okay Have they released a statement you know thinking that you know a lot of the fans are angry about this' australia friendly. The board are getting a lot of a lot of flack, so they've released a statement I suppose for them at the right time.
0: Probably has because they've seen after the protests that happened on Sunday and just this has been talking about Rangers because have nailed this in the head ages ago or even the last week or after, even after quickly as after Sunday we asked a statement about Australia but they've never said anything. They came out and said it was a, they were going in this friendly and they'd done it all by themselves but they don't tell us anything so fans do get frustrated Now I just with the protest if you like the protest, you like the protest, fans are unhappy. So the just have to come out and tell us, but they haven't. So obviously, the club in 72 I said, right, that's a good time to release some, or whoever's behind that, Dave King or whoever. They released some. They've put on a stuff like my jails and various other issues, and because they want to. Be honest, we... Some of the, some of the stuff
1: care they were right about, but it. Doesn't yeah, look yeah. I'll mean, right get my. i
0: have get my jails, but I think it's probably just, and I'll be mean, getting 40 pounds for everybody. I don't think it works myself, but. I just think, as I'm fighting, there's, the there's two groups that don't like each other, and it's not great for the club, it's not great for the fans, and it's not great for the players, especially the situation we're going into in the next four weeks.
1: Well, well uh, CGM and puts the point. Now, look, nobody knows, uh, people will know, obviously, out there who they are. I'm not a person who looks too deep into things so i've not got a clue who runs club 1872s. it might be is it a woman called laura fox i think maybe has something to do with it i honestly couldn't tell you but most people don't know who they are and by the way i should just say i'm not getting on club 1872's backs i don't know really much about them I, i'm guessing by the way this conversation is going there's nobody here that's a real supporter of them so there's nobody here to fight the corner so i apologize for that Willie. but nobody knows who they are.
2: No, look at the end of the day, we spent 15 minutes talking about a subject that in reality we don't know enough about, but it just does seem like somebody's kind of pulling the strings behind the scenes and it is becoming a bit of a personal attack. So, you know, if the person who's obviously pulling the strings would be best just coming out and having a personal attack themselves rather than using Club 1872 to do it, that's what it feels like and that's what it looks like. Um, I just feel like. As a football club, right now, we just don't need this. You know, mm-hmm. we just don't need the extra nonsense that's going on. We want to be like sort of looking forward to our next game in the league, and then looking forward to, you know, a couple of huge European games which could potentially take us into the semi-final of the Europa League. So, like to me, that's the biggest and most important thing, and that's why we're here in the pod tonight is to talk about the European campaign. But we've literally spent fifteen minutes talking about statements that are come out today when in reality Nyla should have had to have been made to be honest.
1: Well look that's exactly the point, Scotty, that Darren Stewart makes. Look, like you can think the board are a and that Club 1872 aren't acting in the best interests of the club. The two aren't mutually exclusive, but at the end of the day it is the fans that will suffer.
3: Wholeheartedly agree. And he's he's kind of uh summarised my thoughts and my sentiments exactly in one sentence. Um whether Look, the board the Border Rangers Football Club have got us to the position that we're in. We're in a ridiculously strong position um, if you look at things on and off the pitch. So you've got to give them some credit in that respect. However, the tone-deaf nature in which they use fans is a huge concern at this point because we all get the idea that Rangers need to be a commercial entity and they need to make money but it shouldn't be to the detriment of how they treat the supporters because the fans are the football club. They are the lifeblood of the football club. They always will be. They're not just a cash cow commodity enabling them to do other things. And we don't need that. Rangers can thrive, survive, thrive in the environment that we're in without having to be a global superstar at the sacrifice of the supporters. And that's a concern. One of the things that is brilliant about Rangers football club is the fact that it's an institution born out of something so local, and it's grown huge. Not through having money chucked at it, not through having billboards or playing friendlies in Australia, but because of who we are and what we've done to get here. And that doesn't need to change, but I get the idea that we need to grow. But it should be the fans at the heart of it making it grow, not selling its soul for a Piece of
1: silver and that piece of silver care, of course. I mean, let, let's lighten the mood a wee bit, shall we? Um, that piece of silver care is, of course, the Australian um, friendly. Yeah. Um, very, very, very quickly. Um, the board has really got to come out and kibosh this now, haven't they? Hopefully,
0: they do. I think if it did that, the kind of. This is slowly a thing down, but it puts a lot of fans' mind ease because this is a big, this is a big problem point at this moment. The fans don't want it, mm-hmm. and they've never even come out and said anything else apart from, listening to uh, James Biggs. We've talked about it right at the start, but apart from that, nothing's been said. But they must know by now, a good majority of the fan base don't want it, and if that's the case, they have to come out and say something. But I don't know if they will because I don't know if they can get out with the agreement. I'm not sure what it would cost, I don't know anything about it, ins and outs, it. but I think they must know, right, let's, let's just do what the fans want, because at the end of the day, well, it's quite we're, the, we're the ones that buy the season tickets, we're the ones that buy managers, we're the ones that constantly get emails about strips and other merchandise, and we're the ones that always spend their money on them, even sometimes we have not got all the money, you'll still go and spend it on Rangers, so I think the fans have to give us some answers.
1: Final point to you, Willie, and then we'll get to talking about some football. Um, See if it's if there's a contract clause or whatever, or there's just something in this deal that either a means we can't get out of it, or b financially it really wouldn't be advisable to get out of it. See if we just heard from the board. See if they just communicated how much better would this situation be. Yeah,
2: you know, I think they were obviously caught off guard with the timing of when the announcement came out. Well, that was a, a certain club using it to stop certain other news hitting the you know, the social media waves as it was at the time. I think Rangers were obviously just totally caught off guard. But, I mean, whether it was acceptable at that time that Rangers had already had an agreement in place to play in it, I think that's where it's wrong. Um, See if they come out and said that there had been an offer put to Rangers with regards to a friendly in Australia and it was going to involve playing Celtic in this, you know, particular tournament. Is that something that fans would appreciate? They would have you know, they would put money towards, all that kind of stuff. And to me, I think it would have been quite obvious quite quickly that not many people would have voted for it. So to me, maybe the board have just looked at the money and not seen the other side of it, which in reality, they should probably think about what the fans have been through and how much money the fans continue to pump into the football club. And there must be other offers out there. I'm not saying they're going to be quite as lucrative as that particular one, but Surely there was other offers for the club to go and play games and a hot country at that time of the year and it bring in some money to the football club without, which we've now got, which just seems like it's going to continue until the club obviously come out and say that they're no longer going to play in the tournament, which feels like the only solution they've now got, given everything else that's going on round about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, look, we could chat a bit. We could chat about the negatives all day, but let's let's move on to the kind of the football side. Just before we do, for anybody watching, of course, please do like and subscribe. Your support is greatly greatly appreciated. We're heading towards five thousand subs, uh, and of course, every like helps share the video. um You can also head over to uh, Rangers Rabble on Twitter at uh, Rangers Rabble. We've got a new competition running there if you want to go, go and check that out as well. Help support us on social media, Scotty. Actually, something's just popped into my head. You know, um, oh, you know, here I'm, we go you know I'm quite mad and I come up with mad mental questions um, Dynamic. see as everything sits right now where we are in Europe where we are in the league how the team are playing um how geos come in and change that how are you feeling right now positive negative worried not worried
3: uh excited extremely excited positive because I think the disappointment if there is any and i'm going to start with the negative and then move on to the positive because there's so many positives (laughs) is the fact that we're not top of the league and i think everyone would feel a lot more comfortable if we're top of the league that said i think in a position where we're going into europe we're going into the scottish cup uh we're going into the league and it's all to play for and we are chasing hunting down i think that we're going to see more of a determination from the characters in the players particularly over the like, next 10 games that we've got at least um europe's obviously the really exciting one because there is a death de- a clear pathway uh to get potentially get to get to the final and not wanting to jump ahead for too many games uh they're all tough but that's that's super exciting to be in and again harping back to even last season or seasons before where we've come from Fuck me this feels good come on i mean quarterfinals of the europa league st- still in europe semi-final of a scottish cup coming on well in the hunt for uh, another league title after last season if you said that at the start of the season you would have you would have taken it for sure absolutely and then it's, it's a really exciting time for any Rangers fan, going to Rocks, going to the away games, watching on TV, down the pub with your mates or whatever. Um, we have experienced in bygone seasons, the season being done by now. And we're still fighting on three fronts. Brilliant. This te- it's, 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 a, it's a complete testament to uh, the, the turnaround on the park, And we don't look like we're waning or letting up. In fact, it actually looks like, on oh, the pitch, yeah, OK, the performances haven't been as slick as we'd like, but there's a huge amount of determination being demonstrated from the characters in the team.
1: Well, Ian Ross makes a point. We should all be happy with where we are and proud of what we've achieved in the last 10 years. I think that gets lost William, we've done it, because obviously last season look, we romped a league, but it was, it was one of those freak years where, you know, we were excellent and everything just seemed to go right. You were never going to get that again. Now we sit obviously three points behind uh Celtic. So do you think we appreciate the fact that we're in the quarterfinal European competition, we're still in the Scottish Cup and we're still well well in the league title race?
2: Yeah, look, I mean I look at like sort of you know the season so far and clearly we were disappointed with the you know getting knocked out of the cup semi-final earlier on in the season. That was just the kind of in between Stephen Gerard leaving and Giovanni Van Brokers coming in. So I mean, overall, Gio's done a really good job. Obviously, the defeat at Parkhead was hugely disappointing. Um, but, I mean, other than that, we've lost one other game, and that was a last-minute penalty to Red Star Belgrade, who have basically lost, like, four games in a couple of years at home. So it's hard to be critical of what the manager's done. And at the end of the day, whenever you come in as a manager during the season and you're trying to change things, it's never easy you know, so there's certainly a lot of positivity from me in terms of what we've done. You know, like, so them in, like, the Europa League, we were absolutely terrible against, eh, what would you call them again? Eh, Alash Kerr, I think that's it. You've wanted to
3: drop them in for ages, haven't you? You mentioned <laughs> them in the start
2: before we came on. <laughs> but oh. it's true, though. It's like, so you look at how bad, I mean, you look at how bad we were over the two legs against them. We were absolutely terrible. We then played the two first games in the Europa League. We lost those two, mm-hmm. and you're sitting going, right, we're going nowhere in Europe this year, because we'd already been knocked out of the Champions League by that point, and you're sitting going, you know, this isn't looking too good. We then had, obviously, the double header against Bromby, um, which at the end of the day, I mean, like the game at home, I thought we actually played some pretty decent stuff at times, but then you go over there, and obviously you only get the draw, so it was a bit of a concern, to be honest, that maybe that wasn't going to be enough to get us through. But then we always had a massive win against Sparta Prague at Ibrox, which was a phenomenal night. You know, the sound and the and the crowd that night was fantastic. And then, obviously, the last game was a bit of a dead rubber because we, we kind of qualified. Um, but then, like, you pull out, obviously, Dortmund with the Champions League and you're thinking, you know, we're probably in a wee bit of trouble here playing against Dortmund, you but you looked at their squad, but I think it's been a phenomenal season. I just think some of the some of the football we've played under Gio as well in Europe has been exciting. To go and play the way we did against Dortmund home and away, I thought was great. Um And then obviously, you know, beating Red Star, Belgrade, Fienaar off the Ibrox. I know that game kind of finished 3-3 or whatever, but it was just crazy. Um It looks like Martin's disappeared, so... Carol, come you. What's your kind of thoughts on like Europe this season? Um, just from where we were to where we are now.
0: Always, I'm expected to be in this position, and even after the poor start, we managed to negotiate our way through. But once we get Dortmund, I thought we're going out of here, which we, n- we never. Remarkably, we, we played really well the two games when we get through, and same against Red Star. we looked good in the first game. I know you said they had a few chances, a few goals that were turned over. the VAR and we eventually got through. My biggest bugbear is is the league league performances, since it's been the swinging points. We were sitting in a six-point lead when Geo came in, and I'm not criticising Geo because he came in in mid-season, a hard job to do. I thought at first he's struggling here, and I know this team we have got is probably more suited to playing in Europe than it is domestically, even though we won the league last season, just the way we play. But we seem to have kicked on now, but Dropping the points against Ross County and Motherwell during the United, that could come back and bite us. Hopefully it doesn't. I know if they win all our games, we win the league, but you can say the same for Celtic as well. So that's the bugbear of the league because I thought if we were still three points ahead, I'd be more confident than Amara at the moment. But Europe, I can't, I can't And a size. We're in the Scottish Cups in everything. final, which is good to get back to Hamden. Hopefully we can win there this time. But The season's been good overall and I know has been really positive I'm already a half-class, half-full person, so the league's still a bugbear for me, so come me to me, I'm happy.
3: I think the, the league's a bugbear for everyone, but it's a 38-game campaign, and you can't have it your own way, and I think when you look back on it, we've been unfortunate. What's frustrating is some of the uh, drop points were our own errors, yeah. Uh, but we've also been unfortunate on the uh, receiving end of unjust decisions <laughs> or officiating, if you like. But you know they say they even evens itself out over the season, and hopefully it starts the next game, and then the cup semi final, and we'll see what happens from there. But uh, do you know? Do you know what I think? The next, the next, the next. Two old firm games are absolutely vital. Yeah. Win them both, I'm confident we'll go and win the league. I think it would strike a real hammer blow. And in fact, the next two it applies for both clubs, doesn't it? Next twelve yeah. firm games will decide what happens domestically this season, and it will, yeah, vitally important. Super exciting time. Who wouldn't want to be a part of that?
2: Well, that's it, Scotty. I mean, like, one of the funny things you look at, you know, like you we've lost one game against Celtic in over two years. Mm. So like there's certainly nothing to fear there. You know what I mean? They've not all of a sudden become an unbelievably great team at the end of the day. I think the biggest thing for Celtic is obviously being out of Europe. They obviously chose to put out a weakened team against uh, Bodo Glint in the second leg, which obviously they would basically decided at that point it was the league or nothing. You know what I mean? They decided Europe wasn't like something they wanted to be in, and that was the end of it. From us, we couldn't do that. Like That's not really our mentality, is it? You know, We always go at it. We want to try and get as far in Europe as we can. Um, at the end of the day, of course the league's always going to be the main priority, but when you come up against like Dortmund and you come up against Red Star, Belgrade, and get past them, you can't be critical of the players and the manager for getting by that level of opposition, can we, Scotty?
3: No, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, <clears throat> as I said, the drop points in the league come down to individual errors. And they don't happen every game, but it just seemed to happen. We went through a period of time where it continuously happened to us. And it's caused this to be in the position that we're in. But see when the players had the focus and the determination on the big stage. Mm-hmm. And I suppose this is also a little bit of a, a bugbear, because why didn't they have it in the league? They don't seem to make those errors or they dig themselves out of holes. And that's a really encouraging sign for a, for a team that likes playing in the big games, likes the big, the big pressures. And if that's anything to go by, then what we've got coming into the latter stage of the season, they're all big games. They're all big pressure games. So you've got to have the trust in the players and the teams that they're going to be able to dig out these results. Forget performances. I can give two shits about performances now. It's all about the results, all about the determination, the character of the players, the energy that they've got, the hunger and the desire. Um, they've, they've given us that. They've demonstrated that. So I'm confident going into the last eight games of the league season, the Europa League and the semi-final. We've got a, we've, we've got a serious chance that come May. We're gonna have a problem like 2008
2: all over again, and I sincerely hope we do. That's not our problem. We obviously outperformed them over 180 plus minutes and deserved to get through. And then people said, "Obviously, oh well, you get the easy draw playing Red Star." I don't agree with that. I didn't think it was an easy draw, and I don't think when you come up against these, you know, level of opposition that you should undermine them by saying that you know they're a lesser team. At the end of the day, when you've made it through. The last 32, the last 16, the last eight. You're there because you're good enough, you know. And obviously, Braga is going to be a huge test for us again. I thought they were very good when we played them the last time. I'm sure they'll be equally good this time. And at the end of the day, eh, over those two legs, we're going to have to play at a very high level if we are going to compete and go through to the last four. Which, you know, getting to the last four of a European competition would just be something ridiculous, in my opinion, given. You know the sort of finances that we have in Scotland compared to many of these other countries. So to actually be at this stage of the competition is just absolutely incredible. Um, I'll come to you next, care. Just looking at obviously the sort of remaining part of the season. What did you make of like the manager's substitutions at the weekend and like the impact that say Roof made and the impact that Sakala made and also Ramsey looks like he's getting pretty close to where we think he should be. Are, are all of these kind of things going to be important for the manager that he can rotate the squad?
0: Yes, it will be, because there's going to be a lot of games in a very short period of time, especially if we can get through the next round of Europe. So having players ready to slot into a position, doesn't matter what time of the match they even start, is a big bonus. And Ruth looks totally different makes him on the part that he's done before the Celtic game, I don't know if he's got back to 100% fitness. He's got a bit more fire in his belly, or he's just got a point to prove to Joe. So Kala, I think it's a bit of a hit and miss for me, but I know he can come on and he can do things that other players can't do because he's, he's very unpredictable. But Ramsey, I actually hope he plays the two games for Wales, and uh, no, and no, because I want him to play. Uh, get injured there, I mean, I don't know we play for Wales. It's just. More minutes on his legs will benefit us if he can stay fit. Because I think he's seen on Sunday what he can offer. But he's still maybe at 65-70% only fit. But you can see what he can bring. Just he's moving. Even for the goal, I know it was on the goal line he scored. But his positional sense, because he knew that if, if Ruth doesn't score, the ball is going this way. So he was the only man there to get it when, it when it went in. But I think when he plays like that, because he's also he can be a, he can be a turning point in a game, Ramsey. He can do something that a lot of other players can't. Or he can create something a lot of other players can't. So I'm, I'm confident in the squad. I'm just we just have to take a game at a time because there's gonna be a lot of football played and he's gonna to have to utilise his squad because if they're playing Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, and semi final and there's a lot of big games. The players will be gonna play no butt for it, but some players can play two or three games every week, but some players will have to maybe watch the minutes and the legs. Scotty,
2: I'll come to you next, mate. Um Few people in the chat saying Roof needs to start more games. What's your opinion on that? Do you think he should start kind of wide and also Morelos is through them? I don't. Know, maybe Kent on the other side, or do you think that maybe in the odd occasion we could take Morelos out of the firing line and give Roof a start?
3: Um. Well, yeah, that's the million dollar question. Where where does he play if he plays? I don't see him playing wide. I don't think he should play wide. If we played you know, with a three at back and two up top, then yes, I can see Roof up there with Morelos. I can see him replacing Morelos. I think that's the only real time I can see him playing. But that said, I much prefer in that three at the back when you've almost got the, the two up top, it ends up being Morelos and Kent. I think they, they look really dynamic. I, I think there's there's a... You know striker in Kent there, albeit his his goal record isn't the best. Um and to be honest, I just think it's ridiculously difficult for Ruth to get into the team. I don't think he's done well, personally, I think I don't think he did himself any favours at Parkhead. Uh, and since then it's been ridiculously difficult for him to get back into the team purely because Morelos has demonstrated how good he is and how well he actually operates as that lone man up top and that allows us to have either two wide players or one wide player and one player that plays wide that comes in roof doesn't fit the bill in terms of the profile of those players that play wide so where'd you play him it would have to be as a replacement for morelos now let's hypothetically say morelos touchwood gets injured or something, playing for Columbia. Are you telling me that you would feel 100% confident after Parkhead that Ruth goes in and starts next Sunday?
2: No, I mean, I think that's very, a very valid point. And I think this is one of the things that has been said a few times. It's like, how how important is Alfie to this team? Well, I think we've seen when he's been missing, that he's vital. And as long as Morelos is fit to play, then he's going to start. And it's basically who plays around him, whether that's Kent, Sakala, Aribo, Ramsey, Roof, you know, and and that's just how it is, isn't it, Scotty? It's like it's Alfredo and probably Kent is in the team most weeks and it's just whoever plays on that other side of the pitch. Yeah. No, he games. Nah. <laughs> <Basically>. <laughs> but, yeah, what I was going to say, Kea, I'll come to you. See if when we play Celtic and then we play Braga, whatever that is, like kind of four or five days later, can we go into both of those games with the exact same starting 11?
0: I think you probably will. I think it has it got to be go strongest 11. You have to go into it because you, we can't lose the first game in the third. You can eh, 'cause that could be detrimental to the rest of the games that month. Do you know what I mean? So you have to win that game. It puts you in a high and it makes Celtic think twice about me we're going to play them again in the cup and in the league. But if they win that day, they feel like confidence up, where's heads are down you're going to a quarter final Europe, so that game's a must win. So that's a game you think about first. The Europe supposed think about Europe till the next day, but I think has to play the strongest team in both games. Might be slightly, might be a slightly different team as in midfield wise, but he has to play strongest team. And for out right, I would play a right. If if Ramsey's fit, I would start with Ramsey and put a right because, and I would also play a back three. Longstrom sitting in there and I'll go with the wing backs. I think we're more comfortable that way. I think we're, I think a back four teams can get especially with a long ball, but I think that back three. Lundstrom's very clever, positionally, and he uh-huh. cuts out the ball going between the centre backs and stuff. Might not have a pace to put in a four, but in a three or a five, I think it suits us as well. And we've good. two full-backs get forward well, but no, I think Gio will play strongest. He has to You look at it and say, we've got this many games in the league, maybe two more games in the Scottish Cup and a few more games in Europe. They'll, they'll take care of I everybody wants to play, but he has to go with whoever's strongest his strongest team and who's fit and available. We can't go into any game, even this one game when it crops up, we can't go into it thinking, like we can leave you out because we'll win anyway. You can't do it anymore. After the game you take it out of time, but you have to go your strongest team because you can't be can enough to lose drop
3: in and in. Yeah, we've seen in recent games, actually, probably the lesser games after Europe, uh, there's been quite a bit of rotation with the squad. And I think that's that's Gio putting the feelers out in terms of right, for a couple of games we need to go for it. We need to play the empty the tank, as the old Gerard's saying, for a couple of games continuous games and then after that give the boys a rest and bring in others uh, to replace those but you you, you really expect the, con, uh, the con- consistency in the fact that you're going to see Tav, Goldson uh, probably push Ryan Jack as far as he can and lunch him on the pitch for the majority of those games um, because these guys are just are are the reliable ones. Um So yeah, we'll we'll see. He, he's got to, he's got to play the strongest eleven because if you don't and it backfires, then that's the end of the season. Like this, the start of April is huge, absolutely huge.
2: Well, I've gone back to you, right? What is what is your strongest eleven? Not necessarily the managers, but what do you think is the strongest Loving with the players that we have right now in terms of forum, etc? Who starts that game against Celtic?
3: In terms of form, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, I would go uh, McGregor in goal, Tav right back, Goldson, probably Balogun uh, and at left back, Lundstrom and Jack, midfield two. Uh, the next position is a bit difficult. I would probably go Ramsey, right. and I'm hoping he's showing signs. But then again, when you when you talk about other players on form in that role, I don't, I'm not really sure there is a, another player on form or or not. So Ramsey being having no form, I'll probably put him in there just because we know the quality he's got. Uh, Kent on the left, Arebo on the right, Morelos up top. And the reason being is because we can see that that dynamic shape and the shift that it does,
2: right. and it
3: can transfer to the three at the back. And when uh, under the cosh or whatnot, Lundstrom can drop back. Ramsey can drop in the midfield too with Jack. You've got the Arebo that will move centrally, and you've got the dynamic shift when you've got Ryan Kent and Morelos up top. And that could be pretty fluid throughout the game. You wouldn't necessarily have to make any tactical or substitutions or whatnot. Um, no. And we've seen no. that, seen Gio do that a couple of times. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was in his thinking. Albeit, now I've said no. it, is that too predictable?
2: <laughs> no, I don't think it is, mate. I think when you look at, like, obviously the 11, I think that's a fair shout. And it's interesting you're using Ramsay as a 10 rather than playing him in that wide position that Gio's obviously utilised him in a couple of times. Kerr, uh, what do you think? Do you think that is our strongest eleven as well? Or would you bring somebody like Roof into that eleven? And maybe like you drop a rebo back into the midfield in a three instead of having, you know, like the two and then the three and the one. Would you go back to four three three again?
0: No, I'll go with a three. Go right. a three or a five. I pull him some between the centre backs and go with past Tav. I would have Kamara and Jack where, right. uh, Ramsey, and I would have Kent and uh, Morelos.
2: Right, okay. I think that's fair, mate, Luke. I think that's the thing about a lot of supporters. We're all going to have different opinions. But I suppose like, the only thing that really matters is if we come out of that game with three points. Three
0: point. <laughs> yeah, three yeah points. I, don't, I don't care who plays, as long as they win, Molly. Well, as long as they win.
2: And that's the thing. Like, so, the manager knows that he's under pressure. Obviously, his first game against Celtic was a defeat. So he knows at Ibrox we need a big performance. And, you know, if we can win that game, it just gives you so much momentum to get into that final stage of the season. And it obviously gives the players a massive boost before, you know, we head to Portugal for that huge game in the Thursday night. Right, Martin, since you're back, mate, if you want to take over, feel free. Uh,
1: People are asking me to name and shame my internet provider, so I'm going to do it. (laughs) Virtual media. I don't know what's going on i know that other people on the podcast have virgin media and it works excellent so i don't know if it's just hamilton i do not know what's going on but i've just spent the last 15 minutes shouting because i was in the background and you couldn't see me because it was just all going Circles. circles we well, were I, having a I, nice chat i do apologize for interrupting that nice chat um i know you were kind of touching on the score there and i apologize if this has already been brought up willie because i didn't really get to see much of it. <laughs> Try to watch on my phone. And
3: reconnect. Scotty's the getting his hand up, by the way. Scotty, yes. um Glenn Kamara at number ten. That's also an option if Ramsey doesn't make it. I actually quite like seeing Glenn Kamara at number ten. I think he's actually growing into the role. Bearing in mind, and I think uh, we've we've spoken about this before. Uh, where he started as a defensive midfielder, I think he's got the touch. The he's like the rubber band man, isn't he? he's, he's does things with his giant, limbs. Giant, and...
0: He's been let out the box and he's open play, but he's open kind of something he's got and his ability, but he's never really wanted to use it. But because he's further forward, it's like I can use it. Yeah, it's it's, it's
3: absolutely it's weird, frightening
1: it's because weird though, Scotty, it's weird though, Scotty. Because for ages and ages, it didn't seem like Geofancy, Fancy out Not ages, but for a while, it didn't seem like Geofancy, Fancy out Obviously, I don't know if the the stuff with Cadell was playing on his mind and stuff like that, and obviously that get put that get put to bed and he can finally move on for that. But it seemed as if Geo didn't quite fancy him and now he's tried him in a different position.
3: Yeah, I think it might actually be incidental. I think that Kamara was having a real poor stretch of performances and he, he had it easy he come out of the team and he can't get back in the team in his natural position. And I think Geo's tried him at number 10 and it seems to be gathering momentum. And I think he's tried him at number 10 just to get him back on the pitch and mm-hmm get him to have a bit of a feel of the ball and maybe try and find a bit of form. It doesn't necessarily have to, you could play anywhere on the pitch. But I think what we've discovered is he's very, very cool and calm in front of goal. You know, whether sometimes his feet actually work like a footballer's feet in front of goal or they turn into like shovels, we we like remain to be seen. But what, what it is, is when he's in that position, you can't get the ball off him in and around the box. He always finds a man. And him and Ariba have always linked up really well in other areas of the pitch. So why can't it happen more regularly further up the pitch? And he might be on to something. I think Kamara, If the more he plays the role, the more he'll learn it. He's a very intelligent footballer, as well as being an extremely talented footballer. So with the right ingredients, i.e. right games, right time, right opportunities he could actually be onto something and whether that just morphs himself into more of a complete midfielder exactly like who Aaron Ramsey is it's only going to benefit us
1: I uh, Jack is Jack is the key right well I was actually going to mention that so you've got Jack and Lundstrom obviously now kind of playing they to not not so much holding midfield roles but you know midfield is that the case then that Kamara's not going to get any opportunities back there either because he's brought Sands in and played him there as well? So that, like Scotty says, that's kind of Kamara's only real option now, isn't it? Which is mental. If you, if you, you wouldn't be last season if you had said Kamara can't get in there at midfield too. You'd be laughed at. Boy, oh, yeah.
2: I thought you were going to care there. Sorry, no. <laughs> I thought you said care. Um, I look. I mean. It's crazy how quickly football changes. Um, I think we all sat here in January and we all thought that Lundstrom would be sold. We didn't think that he was even close to being part of the starting 11. Geo decides to give him a chance and he's basically no been out the team since. So Mm -hmm. that's the nature of the game. I think, as CGM points out there, I think that Ryan Jack's the key. You know, Ryan just he protects the defence so well. He breaks up the play so well. He does a lot of the simple things really well. And anybody that plays next to Ryan is going to be a better player for that because of what he does for the team. He's massively important. And, yeah, it does kind of feel like Glenn's on the outside looking in a wee bit now. And it could be that come the summer, if the manager needs a transfer budget, that Glenn's somebody that he would be willing to let go because he knows that he could use that money to bring in maybe other players that fit his system better?
1: Well, very quickly, Robert Robertson uh, moved to Larky, Martin. I lived in Lockhall for two years, two and a half years, and, and I loved it, and I had no issues with internet. That's all I'm going to say. Um, Scott, care, sorry, care. There's too many Scots. Care. you know, <laughs> last season we were talking, you know, if we wanted Camara to go not wanted, but if he was going to go, um, you'd be talking big, big, big money. Has that you you know with the kind of form this season, obviously transfer values based on current form and all that nonsense, would we be looking at a lot less money for Kamara now? If, if for example, do only get a budget for next season?
0: I don't think we should, but it obviously just comes down to how much people want to pay for him and how much Rangers are selling for. I still think we should get fifteen to twenty if Mulvey. I don't know. I still think we should get it because we all know how good a player he can be. But he's still playing in a national game, so he's an he's an international. So why shouldn't we get top dollar for him? Because he's still get he's probably hitting the peak of his career. I just like to say one thing, Martin. I'm actually happy, Scotty. Tonight's praise in John Lindstrom because he usually doesn't <laughs> do that, but he's been doing it the last few plays. I've been in well done, Scotty.
3: What have we done?
0: <laughs> i'm not mentioning
3: john lundstrom not praising him so, so no someone in the comments actually said that i praised him i was like i didn't praise him i just named him with my team that's all still, just praise him that's
0: a long way for you scotty with where you've been
1: oh my days High praise indeed um very very quickly and again i will repeat myself because i apologize that my internet is causing so many issues i don't know if you asked this question molly but i'll take it to scotty anyway Scotty, is the current squad, and I use the word very clearly, squad, is it good enough? If it's not good enough, why is it not good enough? Because I heard you talking. I heard you mentioning. You know, he's going to play strongest eleven. A couple of times he's rotated the squad. It's not quite worked. Is that down to just you know performance form, or is the squad simply not good enough? Not good enough for what? uh, Well we're
3: we're three (laughs) points off the we're three points off the top. We're a couple of games away from going top. Uh, we're still we're in the quarterfinals of Europe and the semi-final of the Scottish Cup. Well it's one of these questions that we'll find out how good the squad is at the end of the season. I think it's pretty good. Went undefeated last season. We've we've seen a couple of additions. Um, it be better yeah absolutely the squad but the exactly um and i think what you're touching on is right take take the first 11 the first 11 seems strong but beyond that the depth how good is it and i think it's pretty good i mean i I'm, i don't buy into all the hype around some of the players as you know um but as the more game goes on and the rest of the squad gets minutes i think some of them are actually proving their worth. Guys like James Sands looks pretty good, looks pretty handy. We haven't seen the didn't new right back or uh, spare my blushes and not try and pronounce his name. Um, Zakowski, is it? Zakowski. How confident? How yeah, confident. Um, confident? But by all minutes, the minutes that he's had, he's looked pretty good. Um, I think the one niggling one for me is is always uh Fashion Sakala, but we've had some horrific injuries for a large part of this season and we're still suffering from them now. So to get into the position where we are and we're actually getting back to full strength, now is crunch time. Now is where we've got the big customer games. Now is when we need our squad the most. I think it looks pretty strong. But as I said, we'll find out at the end of the season. It's a, it's a really good, actually for you, Martin, it's actually a really good question to ask.
1: Thank you very much. I've, I've been taking lessons off of you, What can I say? I
3: think, Martin,
0: <laughs> when you look at our squad, it's ageing into it, so there will be a rebuild in the summer, but I think the good thing is we all hope some of the boys, like Alec Lowry and McCann and Leon King, Tony Wesson, make get added into the first team next season at the start to see how well they do, because Alec Lowry next season must be in the first team squad and must be involved in a lot more games and he has. It's hard to put him in just now because they're going for stuff. He is good enough, but it's hard to put a young lad in. I don't know if Gio would do that. But next season, he has to be starting more games. So if you're going to bring some of like that in, then we're doing a rebuild. That will save us some money there. Some of our lads might as well. So the future looks good, but a, there is issues we're going to have to address come the summer, but
1: hopefully we can do that as league winners and maybe a cup or two. Right, now, I didn't really want to bring up Lowry, right, because every time I'm either in a car, in his house, anytime I'm in Willie Irwin's company, right, Alex Lowry's always mentioned, right, but everybody's mentioned it in the comments. Um, uh, Lowry, can, can Everyone wants to know that
3: what What are you two doing in Willie's car and Willie's house? Oh, I'm and... his
1: chauffeur. I'm his chauffeur. I take him everywhere. <laughs> oh, All Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That, That's true. True. that is true, yeah. I mean, I uh, have to go for Hamilton all the way to, I'll say and I don't want to give away where he <laughs> lives, but close to there, you know what I mean? So it cost me a fortune uh, to go, and all I get is his terrible company. Um, William, Lowry, um, <laughs> you know, we watched him at that old Firm B game, clearly, yeah. and, and and I says to you, and you agreed with me, which is unusual, you don't know my nice. um, he's well above that well, well above that level. He was head and shoulders above everybody, and I include Charlie McCann in that as well. He's head and shoulders above the lot of Um He could be... He, he could make a difference this season. I, I, I do personally believe that.
2: Yeah, look, I think if the manager gives Alex a chance, he certainly won't show any fear. You know, it's mm. the one thing about the kid. He's got total belief in his own ability. You know, some of the touches at the weekend were ridiculous at times, to be honest. His goal was just I mean, it's he like to Alex. That's not even a special goal that you know what mm-hmm. I mean. It's just something that he can do. He's very good for set plays. He's capable of, you know, sort of creating chances for the other players as he's been again. I mean, he's barely on the pitch against Dundee, and he plays the perfect ball to Sakala. You know, mm-hmm. it's the perfect weight and like the timing of the pass. I mean, just Sakala doesn't really need to do anything other than strike the ball. And I just think that it's important now that the club get Alex sat down and they get him on a three, four, five-year deal and we basically say, we're going to cement you in this first team for the next X amount of years. And we if during that time somebody comes in and offers us a ludicrous amount of money, then clearly the club are going to consider it. But in the meantime, let's enjoy you know, the quality that Alex has. And I'm sure he'll not be the only one. I think come pre-season, We'll see quite a few guys um, in with the first team, and hopefully it's a sign that you know after all these years, some of the criticism that's been handed out to the academy that we're finally starting to see, you know, some players starting to make that move into the first team.
1: And rightly so, care the academy was was kind of criticized. I mean, I say rightly so. We obviously had all those years where. You know, we were down the leagues. And money was a money was an issue. It would have been difficult yeah. to get in a, a proper decent academy up and running. But just on Alex Lowry, now we have to be careful. Obviously, when when we big up young players, you know, you need to be careful with them. Um, but I I can see the Gilmore in this boy. <laughs> I
0: can I just I just think he's he's got he can do stuff in the pocket other players at his level are struggling to do. Just, he reads a game so well, he can he passes between the lines really well. He knows when people he knows when people are on the park trying, but he glides over the park. Somebody mentioned it in the comments a good few pods ago and probably way above your three heads, but it does remind me of Bobby Russell, the way he plays football. I know you probably don't remember Bobby Russell, but he's, he's slight in frame, same as Bobby, but he attacks really well. He can pinpoint a pass and he can score goals. I know you say Billy Gilmer, but Bobby, this was my age group, so <laughs> no, I, I just think he has got the quality to be a very good player and I just hope we give him the chance because I don't think you will let him down and playing guys that age, he's not going to have any fear, he's going to have confidence in himself you can see he's got confidence in himself and the game on Saturday stood out like a sore thumb, didn't he? He was the only just put up to say, I thought uh, Murray Miller played really well, I thought Cole played I thought they all played well, but Murray was all over the part, so it was Cole just doing basic things, simple things, winning the ball and playing it off, but Lowry was just different gravy, as you say, and I know Celtic had a few players who've been bigged up, but he was even head and shoulders above them, and I think it's not so much it as his time, I think his time's just now, but yeah, I just I don't think, that. I just don't think he'll be given the opportunity because of the importance of each game, which is sad, because I don't think he would be scared to come on the part and
1: prove a point. I think he could do it honestly watching that game it was like the best way i can describe it it was like an under 16 um playing a game of football with a bunch of under eights that was genuinely what it was like it was it was that level above them um scotty um we're, we're past the ever but i shall ask and i'll ask all three of you um and i don't expect any other answer than yes i'm extremely confident but we've got eight games left of the season we're three points behind away form lately Hasn't been overly fantastic, but we've got a wee break now. Um, how confident are you that we will go on and retain this league?
3: Well, Martin, I'm glad you asked. However,
1: <laughs> wi- <laughs> Willie and I have already talked about this. I see. <laughs> just uh, my, my question right for under my feet. <laughs> uh, I'm, ex- I'm extremely confident
3: in the, in the squad. I've got a lot of trust for them. And I was saying earlier that the there's a level of determination around these players that I know some of the results haven't been particularly palatable, but there's a level of determination around these players that is wanting to get the job done and you can actually see it. Dundee was a, a brilliant example. I mean, that pitch, like you break ankles on that pitch just by, I mean, Sunday league standard, that's, absolutely shocking um, wasn't the best performance they got the result you saw how much it meant talking earlier these 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 players thrive on the big games they, the focus and determination going into the big European games is something that I think I trust them to take into the league games trust them to take into the Scottish Cup semi-final and the Europa League quarter-final so I'm really excited to see where we go from here and yeah i trust not to let us down so i think um i'm positive extremely extremely positive
1: good i'm glad i'm glad listen two questions have just popped into my head can you do 10 minutes overtime five minutes overtime 10 minutes
0: if i get if i get out for the message she's coming to
1: <laughs> okay and i know that wally's giving me that look Just. Just got all mate Martin. Before I honestly lose my lose my nut. Um, well, you see this running. How important is a fully firing and, and back to full performance Joe Arriba?
2: Yeah, it's massive. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, Joe's more than capable of winning football matches at the moment. I imagine you know, that's absolutely massive for us if Joe's back at it again. And the thing is, if you can get Ramsey close to you know where he could be, and if you can get rebo firing. And if we can get Morelos back on the goal scoring, kind of of firing again, if you can get Roof in the team who can come on and impact it. And if all your attacking players are just giving you that little bit extra, that's the difference between winning games and drawing games. Mm -hmm. It's massive. I mean, you know, we've now got, I don't know how many games it is in April, like seven or eight games in April. And it's just, it's going to just come at us so quickly. But to me, that's why you play football. That's why you know, like you sign for a club like Rangers. You want to play in the big European nights, you want to play in like the old Forum games, you know, you want to play cup semi finals, cup finals. That's why you're here, like, sort of nothing else matters. All this other stuff about you know the club 1872 and all the crap that goes on in social media for day to day. See, at the end of the day, when you sign for Rangers, you want to come here and you want to win things. No. And these players, having obviously uh, won the league last year, this season is this massive as well. You know, they want to go and win the league and get straight access to the Champions League because, on a financial scale, that is huge for the football club and it might actually help us potentially keep some of our best players at the club past the summer.
1: and know, very quick point for CGM. I'm in. An- um, disgrace with the wife because there was some poll on face cloth. I'd I imagine that's supposed to be Facebook. <laughs> that asked, What three words are more important than I love you? And I said, Penalty to Rangers. It didn't go down well. That's yeah. brilliant, man. Uh, my missus would already know it's penalty to Rangers, right? And CGM. So she constantly <laughs> tells me that I love Rangers more than uh, I you you.
3: You know, you know that uh, really old joke? Uh, it was my birthday of the other week, and I had some friends over on the uh, on the Saturday and my missus was there you know the old jokes oh you love rangers more than me but it's like honey I love Celtic more than you
1: oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Oh. Right,
3: uh, oh and you can you can see the, the the end up on the carnage of that one here <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know I said I had two questions but another one's popped into my head so if i have got two left um uh, actually fog dogs brought it her up here does the third of April determine the whole month?
0: Basically, aye. It does. For me, it does. I think when win that, the heads are up, chests are out, we're confident. Was that? I don't know what will happen. I don't want to look any further ahead in the third. So I'm not going to it say
3: was, it, I honestly think it works both ways. The mm-hmm. result of that game will determine the league because we win it, it's a hammer blow to them. I don't think that you you can shrug it off it took us a while to shrug off the parkhead game whatever regardless of what anyone says they will struggle to shrug that off particularly if we stick a few past them and obviously if we lose it's a no-brainer that six points that's a ridiculously tough thing to come back on uh for us in particular we we lose that game and we go into braga with our tail between our legs that's a real tough place to go so yeah third of april i'm really fucking excited i'm really excited this is why we support our football club to give them that extra bit to get them over the line and I, I can't wait to be there
1: scotty we always say you know <clears throat> a draw is just as bad as a defeat for rangers fans right? And for rangers um and you know nine times out of ten it is. But you can get away with the odd draw and stuff like that um on the third of april is a draw really just as bad as a defeat is it is
3: it vaping points? <sighs> Putting my Walter Smith hat on. It does no harm. It does no good. But that's my Walter Smith hat on. Uh there's still six games to go, seven games to go after that. There's a fuckload of points to be won or lost. Uh I'm under no illusion Celtic are not gonna go and win all their games don't believe it, they'll drop points somewhere. Uh and I firmly feel that we will too. Uh but we're capable. I think what what what's really to to stress is like we are capable of winning every single game. We've done it before. We're capable of doing that. I don't think they are. So um yeah let's see. It's not a disaster but it's not palatable. Right.
1: Um Kel, okay, you need to go my I've, anyway. I've only got one question left for Wally and then we're yeah, finished well, anyway, my friends. Friend. So Catch thank you. you. Everybody Enjoy. say thank you to care. Thank you, Care. <laughs> Bye, Care. <laughs> um Yeah, the the only reason I asked that question, Wally, um, is simply just because of the goal difference. Right. that's obviously going to play a huge part. So, you know, if if you get a draw, a draw on an old forum is never the, the worst result. Um, but just simply with there being so little games left, yeah. well, we're obviously then relying on them to drop points. Um, rather than, obviously, even if we were to go and then beat them at Parkhead or whatever, they would obviously, if the games get won, they'd still be top. So that's the only reason I ask, look, is, do we just have to win this game?
2: I think you get into every one of these games against Celtic believing you're going to win. So obviously the mindset, I'm sure, for the players and the manager is, we I going to go and win the game? And I'm sure the manager's obviously working on some <laughs> tactics. They'll have a look at how Celtic play. Um, like, you know that Celtic play at a certain intensity when they start every football match. So, like, it's these things. Like, you have to look at it and then work out how you're going to play against them. Um, I still feel, at the back, Celtic are vulnerable. I still think Morelos against a, a Carter Vickers or a Stafffield or, you know, even our white players against, like, Greg Taylor, etc. I still feel like we can get at them. But the big thing for us is obviously keeping the clean sheet. You know, if we can keep the clean sheet, I will always believe we'll win a football match. And um we we'll probably just need to cut out the slack goals that we've conceded at times. If yeah. we can do that, then we've got an absolutely great chance of going on to win this league this
1: season. Yeah, and I love to end on positivity. I really, I love it. We will, all go on, we will go on to win this league this season. But we'll be back before the next game, obviously, to preview it. I don't know... When will exactly be back yet, because obviously there's now a wee bit of a break with international football. I don't know whether they give the guys a rest. I don't know where you think you're at, William. Get them all we rest. Let them recharge your the batteries. I don't know. We'll figure that out. But I've got I've got some walls to paper or paint. Well, that's your prerogative. Guys. You decided to do that, not me.
3: <laughs> listen. That's... Listen, I got the piss taken out of me for God knows how long <laughs> about this fucking wallpaper. When I've <laughs> done it in the comments.
1: They're all wondering where my fucking grand has gone. <laughs> as long as your wallpaper doesn't interfere with your ability to appear in the pod, I don't care. Right, I want,
3: I want people to let me know in the comments what colour I should be going for. Well,
2: as the soon as this team's ended... go uh, all white emulsion and have the Rangers crest right in the middle.
1: Tremendous. Uh, that wins it. But... For anybody watching, after this is finished, get in the comments, because I know Scotty always checks the comments, uh, and get what kind of wallpaper or paint Scotty should get. So look, we'll end it there, guys. We'll we'll end it there. William, uh, I was going to call you care, Scotty. I've been horrendous. Uh, Thank you for for joining me tonight. Thank you to everybody watching. I I always say it, please do like and subscribe. Um, Your support is greatly, greatly appreciated. We're heading towards that 5k subs target. Um, so, thank you very much for that. Um, Nicholas Moore, I owe you an apology. I was talking about the Welsh team the other night there. I was not talking about Wales. I love Wales, it's a beautiful country. <laughs> Absolutely. I, Here, yeah, I used to work in Gloucester and I used to travel to Newport all the time in Monmouth. Wales, beautiful country. Beautiful country. So, yeah, thank you very much for watching and we'll speak to you, I don't know, some point very, very soon. Cheers.
0: Podcast Network.